there, Comic Clan, and welcome again to Comics in the Cross. But this week is not our typical podcast, as you can see by our new color scheme. Uh-oh, it's red. Yeah. What is this? I decided to change it up a little bit, because this is... I want to count this officially as, a, like, our second show. This isn't our typical podcast. I feel like I need a cup of tea. We do need like, a cup of tea. Well. With with that font, I feel like, a, with the pinky up. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can do it with my coffee. The, <laughs> the up. I'll do the Coke Zero pinky up. Coke Zero pinky up. Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored. Still waiting. Would love Still to waiting. be. You know how like Coke's desperately wanting to sponsor like a you know a Twitch channel with two hundred and forty people that <laughs> follow it. <laughs> Not like they're a national brand or anything, but oh but yeah. Gosh. So we've got a little bit of a different color scheme. I went with a kind of more maroon, chill tone, um, a little bit digging of fancy. It. You I'm know, digging it. underneath because this is our first ever. Official GWA coming in with that host. Thank you so much, my friend, for shouting this out. Let me give a shout out to you. Stepping up the creative game. I like it. Yeah, and ads popping in with the host as well. As always, ads. Thank you so much for that, host brother. And um, in chat there, I know that official GWA does um, stream. They usually stream on Wednesday nights and AI Wrestling League. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, go ahead and hit that link and check them out. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun and a great community. Um, FYI, as we shouted out when he was playing Among Us with us last week, we try to be family friendly as much as we can. Official yeah. GWA is not. <laughs> not, in this, not in the slightest, so bear that in mind if you go and check out his stuff. It's like you're, Disclaimer. You're not, just, you know, just, just so you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, <laughs> hit me up if you need a character. Yeah, if you want to get involved in the wrestling league or whatever and you don't have the game, don't have the console, but you think that'd be cool to get involved in, uh, official GWA is also up for making characters for the league as well, so you can switch. Yeah, I myself do have a character in there, Adrian Cross, who's part of it. Been doing that for about a year now, um, in different leagues. So yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Um, disclaimer: for me, it is not safe for work. No, not in the slightest, not even a little bit. <laughs> Just FYI, he's a great dude. I love him a bits, but he is not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work. Not safe for family. Not safe for life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's I think that about covers everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as I was saying, we've got a different bit of a colour scheme this week, because this is technically the launch of our second show, um, although we don't really have another day to do it on, so yeah, um, we're going to be doing we'll it on Sunday. We'll be switching back and forth. We'll do it on Sundays. Hopefully we'll get another day when we can separate it out a little bit, but we are going to be doing our first indie comic book club, looking at Lock and Key, and sad days by the way, dude. Look, I, this book was in great condition, right? I picked it up to start reading through it. Look. Sheesh, dude bunch of pages and the first issue fell out and i'm like dear goodness it's like it's not even like i've been that harsh on the book or anything i don't know why but they fell out so um, i you know you know me i'm a big fan of uh, second and charles which if you do not know it's a secondhand store in general they sell a lot of books but they sell a lot of comics that people bring in mm-hmm. i also buy comics at local comic store but i like to get like graphic novels and stuff like that like you really can't find a lot of spots amazon man used amazon get some really good prices yeah just saying Go to Amazon if you're struggling to find it. Um, obviously, like we, as I've been shouting out online, definitely ch- check up your local comic mm-hmm. book store. Especially check them up because they're usually willing to work with you to find something if they don't have it in stock. They're willing to order it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and definitely, you know, Amazon does not need <clears throat> your money. Like they get money. They from do not. <laughs> it's like, but local they comic book stores are businesses that need it. That's why. Um, shout out to Richmond Comics here, our local comic book store. Um, actually, if you go back in our archives <laughs> in YouTube. Mm-hmm. which uh, let me throw that link up in the, the chat 
and we actually did an interview with philip the owner of um, richmond comics all super nice guy good few months ago now and yeah. just about how that was pandemic. one of our first interviews, dude. Yeah, that's one of our first interviews, how the pandemic was affecting local comic stores. Um, but they hooked us up with copies of Claws, which, as we announced, is going to be the book for our second episode of the Comic Book Club in December. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so shout out to them for hooking us up. Check them out. If you are really struggling to find it, though, then Amazon can get you hooked up with stuff as well. Like, make that your last-ditch effort. Yeah. But if it in, is available. If in doubt, Amazon will have <laughs> it. But check out the places that, you know, that really could use a business. What up, Infinity Bros? Oh, why is there no sound for that? That is weird. That never went off my headphones. Oh, but awesome. Thank you so Thanks much for, for the Infinity dude. Bros. Hey, man. I'm assuming Isaac um, caught a little bit of Infinity Bros streaming last night. If you're not checking out our good friends, the Infinity Bros, uh, definitely go and give them a follow. They were actually streaming last night. I caught a little bit of it before I had to head off. They were streaming um, Friday the 13th, the game nice um so they were playing that which was kind of hysterical to watch the six infinity bros play i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> quite a few of them are screamers just just saying them. <laughs> just just put play with one one headphone off yeah pretty much and um, but yeah isaac has been a has been a good friend of the podcast for a while he's actually been on the podcast a couple of times for different um talks that we've done and um, so yeah massive shout out to the infinity bros go and give them a follow they're absolute legends um, all those hype emojis if you of course sub to the channel you will get access to that hype emoji and as you can see from the bar below us here look there i'll use that hand and um, we are working towards getting our second sub emote and um, so if you have not subbed to the channel and would like to help us do that by all means we would greatly appreciate it yeah so okay i keep having to like answer stuff in chat there i'll finally i'll get through this opening eventually it's like, <laughs> i've not even introduced who we are yet and we're like 15 minutes in my name is frank <laughs> I'm Jeff. Castle. <laughs> Frank Castle, you wish. <laughs> Frank Castle wishes he was me. How about that? Well, you got a wife right, we, can, we can continue. We can you continue. got a wife and kids, he probably does. Yeah. <laughs> That's bald up, dude. <laughs> um, so yeah, if any of you haven't been here before, I, of course, I'm one of your hosts, Cross, along with my co-host, Nitro, who's over here. Me. Yeah, you. I'm pointing to you. I'm gonna say me. That, that would be. That's me. Not sure. You weren't even that's, pointing at me. You were pointing like off to the, si the other side <laughs> that I'm pointing. So like, you're like, that's hey, the he's, other over, guy. he's over there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, we of course run confused. our podcast usually on a Sunday here at two o'clock Eastern on Twitch. Um, so we decided to do something different with our comic book club though and talk about um, some indie comics because a lot of people know about Marvel and DC and those are the two big companies, but there are so many great indie comics out there. So we decided yeah. to start doing Indie Comic Book Club to start exploring some of them and start honestly hyping them up and getting them out there. Um, so yeah, this has been fun. Uh, now I'm confused. Which one's Cross and which one's Nitrogen B? What cross? I, whatever. We answer I mean, me. no. Cross and Nitro. I'm Frank. Yeah, I hope, I hope that Got cleared it. up absolutely nothing Got it. for you, probably. <laughs> But yeah, so we are going to delve into this. This is going to be a little bit different for us. So um, so bear with us. We've, we've kind of got a structure to this, but this is our first Maybe. time doing it. So this is still getting refined quite a lot. Um, Good. Bruce says, perfect, got it. Sweet. Um, and also as well, just to say, this is actually going to be my last week on the show for quite a few weeks, actually. I'm going to be out for about six weeks. Um, I'm so. shedding a tear over here if you can't see it. I'm going to... Yeah. To wipe that away a little bit 
So how dare you leave? How I dare know, you? How dare how dare I leave and go in? How dare you prioritize your family over this podcast? Take care of my wife and my coming child. You know it's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, most of you probably do at this point. My wife is pregnant. She is due to give birth pretty much the first week of November. Um, so to save trying to like reschedule stuff and change stuff last minute, I've decided to take off the last week of October because my children are notorious for coming early. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to be off next week and then taking the whole month of November. Yeah. Um, which it's about five Sundays, but it could end up being four Sundays anyway because yeah we were kind of up in the air if we were going to do the last sunday in november because of thanksgiving anyway yeah i think um, we're gonna i think we're gonna be off on that day yeah but uh yeah but every other one we should be good so but for anyone who is still wanting to check in for those weeks although i won't be here nitro is still going to be here we have some amazing stuff well nitro want to give them a little kind of yeah preview uh, of what's so to come? I have seen the hype around Among Us, so I will be getting Among Us pretty pretty quickly, and I'll be probably alternating between doing some art streams, so suggestions on any comic characters, because it's going to be comic-centric, obviously, that you want me to draw, um, and then I'll be doing a little bit of gaming, and possibly a guest or two, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, you know, we'll see, I don't know, but yeah. And there so. we go, yeah, so and Nitro was just showing before, he now has a second camera all set up for doing the art stream, so looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like, and looking forward to seeing Nitro try and figure out Among Us, um, so whatever day he ends up doing that, if you all want to pop in and play Among Us with him and keep him company and, you know, not leave him having to play with a whole bunch of <laughs> randos, and <laughs> we'd probably greatly appreciate that. Yeah, now Cross does a really good job of promotion and promotion of the of the streams coming up. So I will try to do that as well. So I, I will let everyone know ahead of time when we're playing and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely Infinity Bros. I will let you guys know when I'm playing. I got to play it a little bit on my own so I don't look like a, a dummy when I play. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let everybody know yeah, when that's it's, happening. It's easy enough. You'll, you'll pick it up quick. It's, yeah. it's not a tough game to, to pick. Um, but yeah, so... I don't think we've probably got any other major announcements for this week. Um, let me just do a little bit of plugging for us since we're here. So first off, just to kind of make sure I do mention them, up in our top corner above Nitro there, you see the logo for Gamergrain Co. And they, are, of course, are the official sponsor um, for um, Comics in the Cross. Sorry, I was, chat was kind of popping up there, just tried to me for a second. Um, but Gamergrain Co. is official sponsor for Comics in the Cross. You can use that link to head over to their website pick up some amazing coffee which i am drinking their checkpoint coffee right now which is absolutely awesome and um, if you saw my post this week i tried it with some of the cookies and cocoa like creamer from coffee me and it was, it was good <laughs> you said it smelled like a chocolate chip cookie it literally does it smells so good um so yeah definitely go ahead there check out some of those amazing coffees and pick yourself up a comics in the cross coffee mug and sticker as well Make sure to use Comics in the Cross at checkout and save yourself 5%. Um, also, other ways to pick up some merchandise from us. We actually have a Teespring store with some amazing merchandise in it. I unfortunately don't have my Comics in the Cross t-shirt ready for today. Um, I wore it last week and it's still in the laundry pile. Um, but we do have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have leggings, we have... Um, leggings. Tops. Leggings, man. Nitro, somebody buy a pair of leggings so that Nitro can stop. He's been pushing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a pair and I'm gonna wear them for the stream, just for you. We need you. Not for you, Cross, but for the general you as in the audience. 
I mean, if, uh, I can win for you too if you it's want. It's getting a little creepy now, I'm not going to lie. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a wee bit creepy now. Um, but yeah, that's an amazing way um, to support us. If you also want to support us, you can also sub to the channel here. Um, as I mentioned, we are trying to get up to 15 subs at least to try and get that second emote space unlocked. Um, but you can also support us over on our Patreon for as low as $2 a month if you want to support the channel. Um, again, these are not necessities, but if you want to help us out, we greatly appreciate it. It allows us to get more stuff, especially picking up new books for the Indie Comic Book Club we're doing, getting new equipment to run the streams, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you don't, we'll get there eventually, but not quite as much. I don't know, some chat coming in. Um, Seal saying, unless you play with me. Yeah, Seal, you need to come in and play. That would be a good crash course for Nitro if you play along yeah. with them. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Hey guys, how you doing? And Cross, no Indiana Cross hat. It's like an Infinity Rose saying, it's like, yeah, where's the fedora and the whip? Um, so I was saying this to Nitro before we came on stream. I'm having to get used to not wearing the fedora on stream as much as it was getting a great reaction. Because um, my headphones are dying. Um, so like I can literally only hear in the right earbud now. The left one is literally in my ear just to make sure it holds it in steadier. <laughs> and it doesn't fall out every time I tip my head. Um, so I'm looking to get like proper like headphones. But I can't wear proper headphones and the fedora because it won't fit over the top of them and the fedora can't sit on the headphones. So I'm having to get used to wearing caps again so I can actually wear the headphones on stream. Um, so I kind of pull that away. I will wear it um, if the opportunities arise again. The fedora is not gone. It's still sitting here on my desk. It's just behind the monitor. So You should put it in a frame, like a glass box behind glass you. Box if, you can't, if you can't. <laughs> with a little, with a little uh, stone, headstone. Um, yeah alright so just making sure I've kind of plugged everything we can but yeah so we're we're not going to do any news this week we're just going to delve into the actual book itself because that's part of what this one is um, let me throw up the links for it as well so what I've thrown in chat there is actually a good website to check out called Comic Shop Locator because we want to premise them to checking out your local comic book store to see if they can help you in picking it up and again as I said you know massive shout out to Richmond Comics who hooked us up with our books for December and um, so click on there and they'll be able to show you your local comic store so for if you want to pick up the books that we do on our indie comic book club go and check out your local comic store and support them they need the help during this time um, and then also if you can as Nitro was saying if you can't get it at your local comic store we also have an Amazon list where we are going to put up I'm going to make a list and put every book that we do on indie comic book club onto that list so they'll just kind of stack up um, so if you click on that link for now, you'll find, of course, Lock and Key, the book that we are covering today. Uh, which, if you have not picked this up, then make sure you go ahead and grab it. You will not regret it, I promise mm -hmm. you. Nitro, is, I'm going to give Nitro the chance to tell you, but the fact that the man read it in one sitting, <laughs> he finally started getting into it. And also on that list is this clause, which is going to be our December book. Which we're going to be doing, I think, the second week I come back, so like the second week of December. Okay. And um, we're going to delve into this and look at Claws, which, as if you're still in the chat, you need to pick this up. 100%. This is, if there's a comic out there for you, this is it. This is like a... Santa Claus was a Viking. Yeah. This, like, this, this would be it. It's called Claws, How Santa, uh, How Santa Claus Began. And it's literally like a gritty kind of like medieval, well, not even medieval, like Viking-esque, like Santa Claus and how he took on the sto that role. Um. So ads, 100%, pick this one up. This, this is 
this is yours. This is for you. (laughs) If there's ever a book we cover in Indie Comic Book Club for you, it's this one. Um, And of course, I have to give a massive shout out to it. It's written by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal famous writer has wrote tons for marvel tons for dc um especially dc written some of the most epic big events and runs and of course a fellow scotsman so i have to give him a shout out um so yeah make sure you pick that one up and um, we'll be doing that one in december when i come back obviously we're not doing one next month because i'm not going to be here and i'd like to be <laughs> here for it um and otherwise i'll just be nitro talking to a camera saying how much she loves a comic and I, as much as i love nitro i don't I don't have high hopes of him doing a two-hour show based on that alone. Oh, you know you'd like to see it. Just, I would love to see you try and fill it, especially if nobody in chat's read it and it's literally just you talking about it. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. All right, so I think that's enough... Ooh, hitting my mic. Um, I think that's enough kind of pre-plugging, so I think we are going to delve straight into lock and key. Sweet. So, um... So up front, this is my second reading of it. I have read this one before, and that's how I kind of knew about it and wanted to do it as the kind of intro because I thought it'd be a good book to start on. This was Nitro's first time reading it, so you're going to get a kind of uh, first-time perspective as well as a rereading of it and what our thoughts are. Hey, massive shout-out to Co-op Trio Podcast. Let me do a shout-out in chat for them. Um, absolutely brilliant group um, have an amazing podcast and do a lot of streaming here on Twitch we literally watched them doing some pumpkin carving last night on Twitch so, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so 100% go and check out Co-op Trio podcast as well so Nitro first impressions of it because we're not we're not delving straight in just first impressions <laughs> of the book it's the first six issues the first volume welcome to Lovecraft alright so you and I have talked a little bit like we've reserved the meaty stuff for the yeah. for the stream but and also, I'll say this to the stream as well we literally haven't really delved into this with no, each other no. like he told me he read it and I'm like I literally want to hold back and hold this all for stream so I, I'm not even fully sure of what his opinions are on it yeah I mean normally we'll give each other very high level cliff notes of what we thought about it so we can we know what we're going into but alright so you know me cross you've known me for several years and you know i think by now that i am a procrastinator it's just it is what it is i've learned to deal with it um so as of friday i have not read it yet 150 pages so i was uh i was talking with cross on friday and i was like dude i gotta i gotta read this i need to read it at least once because i need to take some notes and um so i sat down on friday and i read the entire 150 pages in less than an hour I was going to break it up, like Friday, Saturday, but I was like, dude, this story is so engrossing. Like, I read it in one shot. It was it was awesome. Um, one thing that I like with, uh, like, graphic novels specifically is when they let the panels do the, the, the narrative and the speaking for them. Not necessarily a ton of dialogue or a ton of exposition or whatnot, but they let the panels speak for the actual story. Yeah. And I think this does it very, very, very well. Um, I'm a huge fan of the art style of of this book. There's, I think, there's five chap, five or six chapters, right, in this yeah, one, in chapters, this first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Six in the first. Um, I love. It's like a. And for those of you, obviously, who don't know, there's going to be spoilers. So just a heads up. Yeah, heads if up. You for haven't this, read we're it. Go into all spoilers for this. So yeah. If you don't care about that, fantastic. Light, if you want spoilers, to, if you want to read it for yourself go check it out just lurk in chat mute us on the tab <clears throat> so we can still get your yeah. viewership and we appreciate that yeah. but go pick it up and listen back on the archive and youtube later if you need to um, so i mean 
all in on this. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of like a, a simple narrative but with a twist like this obviously has a supernatural twist, which was only kind of hinted at in this first volume a little bit. Um, but I love that. That's why I'm, I'm a huge fan of some of Shyamalan's movies M night Shyamalan, uh, because he does that. He does that very well, like his twists. And then there's twists on the twist. And I, I just, I like it when you have a simple story that seems simple and you just add it just a little bit of twist and it totally changes the whole context of the story. So I really dug it, man. I can't wait to read the rest of it. Um, so yeah. yeah that's my high level i loved it yeah absolutely i mean like i this is my second time reading this and um, let me just catch the chat before i do my stuff because we've had a few come in uh so coop saying uh what's up isaac and how are you all doing today we are doing good my friend we are doing pretty good and uh, still to get more comic stuff in my life my man always always stoked for more comic stuff hey kira how's it going thank you so much for stopping by i appreciate you coming in sweetheart um, as I said, sometimes I do that on my night shifts and reading through the whole thing like you. And keep saying spoil away. All right. Well, that's it. Sweet. We're, we're going in spoilers. Well, it's going to happen. I'm Everybody always... dies. I'm just joking. No, yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see. We've got six <laughs> volumes to go. Well, te technically, the a couple of them kind of die. We'll get into that. Not really, but kind of, depending how you look at it. That's um, true. So yeah, I, I really didn't have any idea what I was getting into when I first read this. Mm -hmm. uh, cause it's interesting rereading this because I kind of know the context of what's coming. I kind of read up in the story and what was coming. Um, yeah. Rereading it, I've now seen the show as well, which, by the way, like, shout out to the show on Netflix. They did a decent job of it. So, okay. So that was a question that I had before we jump too deep into it. Is the show, like, at least somewhat connected to the to the, to the show? Yes. Okay. It's definitely... Okay. Got, it's definitely... It's definitely the same story, like overarching okay. story. This is way better. Okay, sweet. It's it's not even a contest in my mind. Like watching Umbrella Academy, I can one hundred percent like enjoy that. And I've talked about this before. Like it's different from the the comics, but it's still freaking amazing. Yeah. Lock and Key's good. Okay. This is phenomenal. Yeah. Like because I was like I was like this got me hyped for the show. I'm like if the show is anything like this, th it's going to be sweet. The but... show is not as much of a slow burn as this. Okay. The show, okay. I think that's where the book benefits is because if at the end of this book you are left with so many questions that you are desperate mm -hmm. for answers to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like and that's what I love about indie comics. It's not a case of. Yeah, it kind of is as like it dives into a lot of stuff that comes up later and it kind of like merges them. Like you get a lot of stuff that's in volume one, but like. Um, like the head key is a big part of the show, but like in the comic, like Brody only finds it, and Brody only finds it like at the very end. Mm. You see the head key, so like that's already in play in that one, and it's like it, it changes how the story plays out, and I don't think yeah. it plays out as well, in my opinion. Um, uh, hold on, whoa, chat's blown up with that. Um, yeah. I read through Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run in one night, so good. Yes, 100%. That's probably the best run on Hawkeye anyone's ever done is Matt Fraction's run on it. 100%. Um, yeah, and you go through that in one night? Dang, nice. Slow night. It must have been a slow night. <laughs> <literally> just sitting. <laughs> Emergencies going on around that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> hey, camera coming in. Hey, hope you guys are doing well. We are indeed. Let me give a shout out to One Geek for 11 Another other friends of the channel who have um, been on the show also yep i did type that in right 
and humor is one of the hosts one of the founders of it so go ahead and check out one geek 411 they actually do their podcast live on here as well and um, at their channel and i think it's monday nights i believe it is they record if i'm correct is so it what the netflix show oh, hold on okay dang you are blowing up chat today guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm not used to having to keep up with chat this much but it's awesome uh, i'm not complaining in the least is what the netflix show based about i didn't know and looked too demonic to me so i turned it off oh no no, no. i wouldn't even class it as close to demonic like I, there's way more stuff on netflix there's way there's way more demonic looking than lock and key definitely not um infinity bro it was a slow night <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no problem absolutely grateful to give the shout out they are friends of the channel one geek 411 cameron and the team it's like and uh, yeah monday's at 6 45 mountain time I have no idea what that is, Eastern Time or any other time zone, because I'm lucky I know the time <laughs> zone I'm in. Is it Eastern, Central, Middle? I'm down. To two hours? Down. Really? Is it the scary? Should I check it out then? I check it out. I think I would count the shows. Like if you want to check it out, it's a good time of year to check it out. It's definitely a creepy and spooky story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a horror story though. It's definitely yeah. It's, it's more it's of more a, of a suspense. It's more of a suspense thriller. thriller. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not. A, don't get me wrong, Joe Hill like. Let, did get the chops from his dad he's written novels and they freak people out like joe hill's a good horror writer and uh, lock and key is more of a suspense thriller thing it is not a horror book and um, there are definitely horror books that we will go into on this like there's some great horror stories out there um, i wouldn't classify it as demonic co-op oh yeah not e- not even close I mean, it's de- all right. I will say this: it's definitely there's it's definitely adult. Like, there's definitely adult themes. There's cursing in it and yeah, some other com- stuff. Yeah, but comics- it's not it's not gratuitous. It's not gratuitous like some comics are. Yeah, they don't throw no- it in just to throw it in. It always serves a specific purpose for this to push the story forward. Yeah, I think. Like, if you're looking at the adult content and there is violence in it, but it's not violence for violence' sake. It's part of the story. It's part of the way that it's developing mm-hmm. and it carries it forward. And, yeah. and they're reserved when they need to be he's very smart about that there's not any gratuitous sex or nudity or any of that sort of stuff in it the biggest part of it is there is cussing in it there is swearing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book but no more than you would see in like an action movie or like if you watch like you know most adult TV shows at this time or anything like that yeah it's really demonic so I'm wanting to give it a shot I'm fine with all that stuff. I'm just careful in demonic stuff. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Hundred percent. I I completely understand Got it. that. Um, but yeah, no, lock and key doesn't. It's it's definitely not. Um, the main villain for it, we don't really get much of the backstory on them and the show or in the book yet. That's definitely stuff that's yet to come. Kenzie fear is a bit creepy, but not demonic. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, there's definitely like creepy stuff in it, but it's not nothing demonic that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I've not read the, the lighter volumes obviously there's only one season of the show out so yeah. um, I can't speak on it the full story but at least the first season and first volume absolutely not nothing that I would class as demonic um, but yeah so like going at this for the first time I, I'd started a sentence a while ago and I don't know how long ago it was now <laughs> um, so rereading it yeah I'm definitely was coming in from a very different perspective but the first thing mm-hmm. coming in is I, I honestly didn't know I just know I'd heard a lot about this um, and I, I read through this I didn't read through it in one sitting like you um, I definitely I read it while I was at work like in my lunch yeah. breaks I would take comics in and read them on my lunch breaks mm-hmm. um, so I must have worked through it in about at least a week or so yeah um, during my lunch breaks and and it's funny rereading it because I'm like there's 
it's a very slow burn. Yeah. But I was gripped at every point. I was completely taken in by the story, by the characters. I wanted mm. to know what was happening. And every issue I read, it added onto yeah. the story of like, okay, what's going on? Like if you if you basically go on with the mentality, I'm going to read the first volume. Mm. It builds and it builds beautifully. Joe Hill does an amazing job of building the story and how it plays out. And Gabriel Rodriguez, like you said, the art is just stunning yeah, in this book. Like one thing one thing that I'm not a huge fan of is like sometimes comics will when they'll they'll start off and it feels like you're jumping into the middle of a story. And right when I started this, I felt like they were doing that, but they quickly the way that they structure the narrative, it's just it it it's it's awesome. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, no, no. You were talking about the art. No, you're cool. I was just trying to find some ooh, good art. My book's falling apart. Just to kind of show off some of the art. I'm trying to find a page that's not got like massive spoilers on it. And also a page that's not got like any violence on it that's gonna get us like banned. But like I mean yeah. the artwork's beautiful and it's like if you look through it and you look at the way that it's laid out, it's like it's laid out with intent. It's laid yeah. out in art. Like Joe and Gabriel both come at this and make a story that is definitely a story you have to experience together. I don't think the story works without the art or the art works without the story. I think they help it's it's an amazing definition of what a comic should be. Yeah. It's a well, cool even... put together project by two people that make something unique that you couldn't get in any other format. Yeah. It's so good, man. It's so good. Like uh I have I have notes specifically for the art. But I mean we can get into that in a little bit. But man, just the way that they even just the way that they lay out panels yeah um again it's 150 pages it's six chapters but within all those chapters there's like is there's callbacks to even the way that they structure their panels like they'll do three panels up top with a big one on the bottom and then they'll switch it and put three on the bottom and one on the top and they that consistently carry that type of structure throughout the whole story so it leads to consistency a throughput of the whole story yeah it feels like the same story like even like you get like the the three panels it's the one shot and like yeah. slightly different things happen in each of those panels on the one Dude. page and they do that a few times throughout the story and all right so i have a page that specifically referenced that it there is a violent spot on it so i'll try to cover this up yeah um just because it's like we're not against like showing it it's just a case of like i don't know how twitch will react to seeing it yeah like i said the so, violence in my opinion is for not for violence sake so like for for this it's the same it's almost the same drawing it's just slightly different and there's barely any dialogue or any exposition on it but just the way that they're framing it and like just you saying you, that as well that sorry go ahead finish that just no no no, no. there's something in me there i was just saying just just the way that they're framing it just by changing the atmosphere of this panel where the drawing the drawing is exactly the same yeah. just by changing the atmosphere it's telling a story in each panel without saying a word and another thing i think it probably helped it resonate with you because you're a big art guy you're an artist so like the art of the comic is one of the big important things to you. It definitely mm-hmm. is one of the things that can draw you in. Yeah. This story has some amazing parts on it where the storytelling is completely drawing. There's yeah, like that's the, what I'm saying. There is no like like not even just like that. I mean like there's pages with barely any dialogue, like two or three yep. pages with barely any dialogue. Yeah. But you don't miss what's happening. You know exactly yeah. what they're thinking and exactly what's going on, exactly what's happening in it. It's yeah. it's so beautifully constructed. Well, and just, uh, I know we'll get into the story in a second, into the into the gist, but again, spoilers for those of you who've joined late, we're going to spoil the crap out of this book. So I'm just, just throwing that out there. If you don't want to hear spoilers, you could just lurk in the background. We'd love your viewership, Yeah. Um, but we are going to spoil 
we're going to go into some spoilers. We're going into spoilers. Uh, if you want, you can go ahead and still lock give his viewers and yeah, yeah, mute yeah. the stream itself because that'll count you as not watching. If you actually mm -hmm. go to your tab and right click and hit mute site, it'll mute Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, and allow it to still count as a viewership if you want to lurk and keep as a viewer we would greatly appreciate that but we also don't want to risk spoiling this because if you want to experience this firsthand experience it firsthand yeah 100 but uh all right so in in the very beginning of the story um tyler his dad obviously gets killed by by sam and that grub dude mm -hmm. right um and then they go to they're they're doing a couple flashbacks and then they do a flash forward to the wake everybody's been to awake everybody knows what that's like i don't know if you've been there for like a, like a very close family or whatnot but it's just it's a weird situation just in general and sometimes you just want to be left alone and there's a scene where tyler's sitting in the hallway on a bench and he you could tell he's just trying to process what's happening or what has happened and you can see people come have a conversation with him and leave another person comes has a conversation with him and leaves and he is in the exact same position and it's just panel after panel after panel after panel after panel and it's like just that repetition of visitation leave visitation leave you can just tell like it just adds so much emotional weight to that scene yeah, like again without even saying anything let me see if i can pull it out because as it's a really i have it i have it right here go for it yeah yeah so he's just sitting on the bench people coming up to him and talk to him he's he's not moving yeah and that goes on for a couple of pages because like where yeah. Nitro's got that open, it actually starts the page before. So there's actually like three pages and most of the panels are the same like setting. It's that same hallway um, and Tyler, the oldest son, sitting in it and mm -hmm. just how he's interacting with different people. And it's like, it's, it's so well done. And they don't do splash pages often, but when they do, they're extremely poignant. Yeah, they hit home. Like, right after that, because that follows right after Tyler talks about having issues with his dad and not wanting to be there. And I think he literally says, like, I would kill to be anywhere else. Yeah. And then it literally cuts to that. So you don't even know that his dad's been killed at that point. It just jumps to the funeral. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it throws you in hard. It well, really like, does. And, and even talking about saying stuff without saying things <laughs> without exposition like there's a there's a spot in the in the book where um so tyler's mom i forgot her name i forgot her name offhand but tyler's mom uh, nina nina that's it so she's on the couch with their uncle with their uncle because their uncle brought him back to the, the lovecraft mansion um so she's on the couch and she's talking with him and she said the worst thing about this is when it's silent and nobody's talking and i have to basically process this on my own and then the next panel is just them sitting on the couch it's silent just what she was talking about yeah it, it's just it's it's really cool yeah i don't know why they blocked that i was going sorry. to say i'm like sorry about that here i have no idea why that blocked that i like body language and facial expressions and i'm like it's like auto mod review for sexual content like how <laughs> how i'm like okay i don't know skeets, whatever i've said this before skeets gets a bit over dramatic at his job Skeets is a bit temperamental he really is but you know what it's, it's better than nightbot so we love you skeets um so just to catch up with chat as well and um, coop saying i was in poetry class and i asked my teacher if i could do poetry part with just pictures and he said oh, you suck. i don't know how you do poetry with just pictures that'd, that'd be really interesting like, isn't that called a painting yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Sheriff of Babylon is a great comic. Ooh, I don't know if I know that one. I'll need to check that one out, Kira. Sheriff of Babylon. Is Duncan um, the uncle? Yes. At... Okay, got it. I couldn't remember his name. I'm not good with the names, but 
oh yeah 100 percent. duncan is like non-existent in the show <clears throat> practically which by the way at first i thought the uncle duncan in the show was played by sean ashmore who plays iceman in x-men apparently it's not it's his brother really is literally his twin like they are identical like i literally thought it was sean ashmore and you know kira saying um for sheriff babylon it's a good story just be told with body language and facial expression see i love that when you get a good story an artist who can tell a story just like that because comics have got an amazing medium to do that and for now skeets is pretty protective of you guys (laughs) i think he he's protective of us but he hates you isaac i know it was Peter that he flagged that time but like there was that week he literally would not let you get a comment and i don't know what you were doing but he did not like you <laughs> what one thing all right so one thing that i will say so for me i think the first chapter was a kind of confusing until i got into the second third fourth fifth and sixth chapter because it kind of tied it together but one thing i think that lock and key does really well is it does exposition without you knowing or realizing that they're doing exposition mm-hmm. like there's this page towards the beginning of the book where Bodhi he's basically has to do a, a book report on what happened over the summer and it's basically a one page that is awesome of his drawing and his words of basically summarizing the entire beginning of the book like for like a four-year-old and it's perfect for my four-year-old brain because I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's what happened. Got it, got it. But it, it's a really cool way. To We're do still that. getting into that at some point as well. I'm not going to dive in the now, but like just in the fact of how well he writes kids to act like yes, kids. yes, it's done so well. And um, but that's a whole thing to come. And um, but funnily enough, you saying that yeah, the first issue is like it, you kind of have to get used to the story. But it was kind of mm-hmm. funny because I was just finishing up before we came on stream, and in issue six, um, the villain Dodge, which mm-hmm. is her actual name or Echo, as she's known for most of the yeah. book actually says something to Bori, which is quite cool because she talks about a, a relationship with his father yeah and she says that's a funny thing about children they always think they're coming in at the start of a story when actually they're coming in at the end yeah which is almost kind of like thinking back to the start of it in issue one that's kind of what happens like you we're like okay i'm starting issue one of the story i'm like no we're thrown right into the midst of it yeah yeah it starts immediately the story is immediately like the opening thing like literally the opening stuff is like sam lester the guy who kills her father coming to the house and killing their dad yeah like their dad is literally how it kicks off their dad is murdered on like page like six (laughs) i mean it's like immediate being murdered is not a spoiler that is literally the inciting incident that is how the story starts like we're not spoiling it by saying that like that's what you start the story with and it's like and it's almost interesting of like the callback to that because it's this is it this is you want to come in at the start of this story and i'm like and as you go through it you realize wow this isn't even close to the beginning like there are yeah. so many questions that have led up to this point and even at the end of the first volume it's like you're left with more questions about what's actually happened yeah um but yeah, so from those kind of initial thoughts, we kind of talked a little bit about story structure and a little bit about the art. And mm-hmm. do you want to kind of delve more into the story or kind of delve into the characters and just do story as we go? Sure, we can do that. Uh, we can go character if you want. Yes, because I definitely want to talk about the characters because the characters in here are done so well. Mm-hmm. Like they're all written so well, like especially the kids. The main characters in this are, are the children and mm-hmm. the lock children. So there's Tyler, there's Kinsey, and there's Bodie. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler's 
what about 17 18 yeah he's like yeah. he's like just about to leave high school yeah and um, kinsey's about i want to say 16 mm-hmm. and then Bodie's maybe what five something like that. yeah Four, man, between five yeah five six seven eight nine ten maybe something like that <laughs> <laughs> may I throw any more numbers in there one thing i will say is like i, I feel like the way that they had their characters react in the in the in the book is a realistic way that someone would actually react in those types of situations yes like if a kid all right so one of the one of the doors all right one of the, the one of the gist of this comic is they are in okay, this mansion i was gonna say yeah okay. let's get let's, let's get the overview of the story because like the characters will fit into that because we're about to go in it anyway but you yeah. go for it man you're in the middle of it just to see what we're doing and we'll just let's do right. the overview of it if i miss if i if i miss anything please fill it in so the story starts off with uh these two guys coming to this house um and basically this guy named sam and his friend grub basically murder tyler's dad because they're searching for something we don't know at the time what they're searching for but they're searching for something mm-hmm. um tyler kind of overhears them outside and sam goes out to find tyler and then he just beats the brakes off of him with a brick that's basically that portion of the story. Yeah. So basically what happens is you have the funeral, all that stuff, and then their Uncle Duncan takes them to this mansion, which is, a, I think it's a family-owned property, I guess. Right? Yeah, it's a family yeah. house that was owned by um, Duncan and... Oh, I forgot the dad's name there. But, like, the dad... And, Russell, uh, Russell, Russell, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. They're but, yeah, so... But, like, the dad the, and then... Um, and the uncle it was their parents that owned a Rendell, house. So that's it Rendell, Rendell. that's it so Rendell and Duncan's parents owned this house and mm-hmm. um, so they grew up here this is their family home um, yeah. and the kids live in like San Francisco and the family homes like in Massachusetts in Massachusetts and um, so the, above Crab, which is essentially an island it's almost like this island yeah. property with water behind it um, yeah and Rendell left got married had kids and stuff like that and I think he even says at one point in a flashback to his wife and that the house chose Duncan to be the one to care for it. We don't quite know what that means at the time, um, but Duncan's mm-hmm. the one that's staying there, and he always said if something happened to him, I want my family to go with Duncan back to Key House, which is the name of the house. So, yeah, so it's called Key House. Uh, it's, on the, it's on that island, Lovecraft. Um, so the main gist is this house has got just crazy stuff. It's a supernatural kind of house. Like there's certain types of keys that open, open certain type of doors that can do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these doors, if you open it with the right key and you walk through it, it will kill you and separate your soul from your body and allow your soul. It will show off. Cause that's, this is the main key for the story yeah. and that's what it looks like. So that's like the main one that it runs with. So the it will separate your soul from your body. So one of the first parts of the story is Bodhi finding that out, and he's floating around everywhere as a spirit. Um, and so the, the main the main the main overall arching thing of the story is Sam, the guy who killed Rendell, Tyler's father, and Bodhi's father, and Kenzie's father, um, is searching for that key. So he's obviously in prison. There's a supernatural entity that's stuck in a well house at the mansion. Um, there, she's called Echo at, at the beginning, but Dodge, I think, is her name. Yeah, Dodge is the official kind of name for her. Um, one of the doors in the house, if you walk through it using the key, can turn you in. If you're a male, it can turn you into a female. If you're a female, it can turn you into a male. Um, yeah. That's important. That's important. Um, but she helps Sam break out of prison, uh, which you can. Uh, the details obviously are in the comic. And he goes, he finds the Lovecraft Mansion, and he basically is trying to find the key. He's trying to find that key for Dodge. He's basically doing her bidding, her bidding, basically. Yeah, 
Is that the gist of it? That's the most gist of it, yeah. So, like, Dodge doesn't really come into it more until... I think it's until, like, issue three we really start to see a lot more of Dodge. Because mm-hmm. Dodge doesn't reveal herself to anyone but Bodhi. At yeah. first. He's kind of playing around there. They've been told to stay away from the whale house and because, mm-hmm. like, it's going to, like, collapse in on itself and stuff. And But he starts to hear a voice and he thinks... He asks if it's his echo. And she says, yeah, I'm your echo. So he thinks his echoes came to life and is talking to mm-hmm. him. Um, and she starts telling him how she's trapped there. And um, she's trapped in the well. She can't get out. She's going to disappear if she walks through the front door of the well house because it's kind of like bricked mm-hmm. off, roofed off. Yeah. Um, but she says, but there's a closet in here. And if you find me a special key called the Anywhere Key, I can use it to unlock any door and go anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. there's literally a key you unlock a door with it and just think of where you want to go and open it and it'll take you there yeah so that's that's kind of the main key like the death key is the main key for the story that we see in action but the anywhere key is what the hunt's for mm-hmm. and because we start to find out as the story goes on that Rendell their father knew her Um. And something happened. We don't know what happened, but he had all these keys. He knew about these keys at Key House. One interesting thing about that, what you just said, her father did, their father did know her, mm-hmm. but towards the end of the the sixth, I think towards the end of the sixth chapter, she actually goes through the door that turns you into a male. And so she's a male version of herself. Yes. And I actually, when I was going back through it the second time, there's a photo there's a photo of their dad when he was in high school and Dodge is in that photo, which I didn't realize, obviously reading through the first time, but Dodge obviously knew their father really, really well. Yeah. Like we get the, the thing of like, that she knew them very well. She kind of hints that like her, the, the body's father would do anything for her. Yeah. And, um, but then something happened. We don't know what, and she was got trapped in that wellhouse again we don't know how that happened like all the stuff kind of wrapped around rendell mm-hmm. is a mystery we don't know that's the stuff that's obviously yet to come yeah um, and she also hints at a th- another key the head key which becomes mm-hmm. a big part in the tv show but we get a hint at the head key at the very end she says that she can't remember what actually happened and where the keys were placed because he used the head key on her to alter her memories oh uh, okay so there's multiple keys that do multiple things mm-hmm. um so kind of at the end when sam comes back to the house um, he get he makes his way back to lovecraft we'll go into his story as well because we get a lot yeah. more on him um and he's still hunting for the anywhere key because dodge is the one that was getting him out of prison he went to juvie for killing their father she mm-hmm. got him out she's the one that's helping him and the whole point is she's going to reward him if he can help her get the anywhere key and free her Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to the family that's what he was after Rendell for that's what he wanted um, and then so he goes looking for it again while doing that um, while doing that Bodhi is basically with Dodge gets the truth of who she is finally um, and basically threatens you have to bring me that so I can stop Sam from killing your family mm-hmm. so Bodhi goes and uses the the death key to go into spirit form and whenever you think of someone or you think of something 
as the ghost you can transport to where it is. So if he thought of like his brother Tyler, he would go to him. <laughs> which there's some funny stuff that happens. Yeah, that. really funny. <laughs> um, and he thinks of the anywhere key. And he goes to his sister Kinsey. And he doesn't get it at first. And then he realizes Kinsey's actually wearing a bracelet that her father gave her. Yeah. And gave her a whole speech about how, you know, if you're not confident this is the right one, that's going to take you anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of left ambiguous if he knew what the key could do or not at that point because it's kind of up in the air that he might have forgotten a lot of this stuff because he grew mm-hmm. up, got older and moved away from Key House um, but Bodhi takes the bracelet to Dodge and she actually like lifts up the key and moves it out so the key was actually in her bracelet the whole time Yeah. Um, and uses it for to escape and she leaves and then she ends up going into Key House, uses the key that she has on her, which is the uh, the gender key that uh, Nitro mentioned to change from being a woman to being a man. Because, you know, if you're trying to hide from someone, one of the best things you can do is, like, in an instant change gender. Yeah. If you're looking for a woman who is in the well and she's now a man, like, on the spot, it's like... Yeah. It's like, okay, can't really do much about that then. Um. But then she also kind of takes care of Sam as well at the end, which is like one of the most haunting endings to a kind of villain of a story. Oh, man. But at the same time, I love stories like that with that kind of ending because it, it sends a shiver up my spine, but I kind of love it. Yeah. And where Dodge finds him, the police are coming at this point, and he's like, you said you would help me, and you would, you know, and she's, and well, she who's now he says, I'm, I'm going to set you free, and I'm going to give you more power than you could have hoped for. And yeah. throws him through the door with the that the dead key opened. Uh-huh. Um, after his body's been shot as well, and then locks the door and closes it because you have to go back through the door to re-enter your body. So Sam is basically taken care of by Dodge and is left as a ghost. Yeah. And it's like, and even at a point when someone opens the door with a different key just to check it, um, you I'm pretty see, sure she snaps his neck too. Did she snap his neck as well? I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she did. So, like, his body is done. So if he ever re-entered his body, he'd be dead. Pretty much, whether yeah. it's the gunshot or whether it's the neck snap. Like, yeah, he's yeah. done. To the point of, like, that door then gets opened as people are checking the property and stuff, but it's opened by a normal key. And you just see, like, Sam's spirit hanging there. And it's, like, it, it's very haunting. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Sorry, I'm looking at the panels that you're talking about. So no cool. Um, so let's catch up with chat a little bit. Uh, Kira's saying, so what, is she a ghost or like someone trapped in one place? She I don't know. It's very up in the air because like, I think she's, I don't think she's a ghost. But she's definitely not a normal person. Yeah. Because Dodge is like, it's clear that there's some supernatural power going on there and she's been trapped in that well house mm-hmm. and but she definitely has a physical form because we see her at the very end actually talking with tyler and being introduced to the family as this new kid at school yeah so she's kind of getting an in with them but she's clearly a person so yeah one thing uh one thing i think it might be important for the later volumes is uh so kenzie is doing track one of the things that i really like about her character is the way that each character processes the grief, mm. Kenzie's way of processing it is I want to blend in. I don't want anyone to recognize who I am. Um, I don't want anybody to talk to me. I just want to blend in and just be a fly on the wall. 
So she has dreads at the beginning of the story. She takes those out. She dresses totally different. She starts running track because she that's the one thing that she loves to do is run. Mm-hmm. And the coach uh, one day has her in her office, and she sees that bracelet with the Anywhere key in it. Or is it the Anywhere key? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Anywhere key. Yeah, it's the Anywhere key. And um, the co- you can tell that the coach knows what it is or at least recognizes it for something that's more than a bracelet. And she shows her Kinsey a picture of her father and her father's wearing the bracelet yeah, and Dodge is Dodge is in that photo. Yeah. This is before, you know, Dodge is, you know, who, who and she also is. As well, is. I think those characters, like if you watch the show, you start to get a lot more backing on those characters, like the characters he used to spend time with when he lived there start to become more important. Yeah. And we already know what the coach does because at the very end after Dodge has escaped and changed into a man who I think he goes by Zach in okay. human form. Um but Dodge basically goes to see the coach and says that he wanted to pop by and see her, you know, since he was the person that killed her mother. Mm. And it's like so it's like it's left open of like Dodge has got some history with the people in Lovecraft. But yeah. we're li- but it's literally left open at this point. We don't know what's going on. Um, uh, quick shout out as well for Queen Gamington who came into chat. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, Queen Gamington, for anyone who may know us and does a lot of the online wrestling leagues with us, um, she's actually one of the people that helps run um, Digital Unicorn Gaming over on Facebook. So I want to give a massive shout out to them. Um, even though they are on a different site than Twitch, go ahead over to Facebook Gaming and give um, Digital Unicorn Gaming some love. I think Mel is on it mostly streams there and she streams like practically every day and so give them some love they've been giving us a lot of love a lot of shout outs they've got the comics and the cross logo up on their page when they're streaming and i've just gotten their new logo so i'm going to try and incorporate it somewhere into our stream now that i've got it and but massive shout out to them go and give them some love over there and but yeah so and by the way, if anyone's like not totally following along what we're saying, I know we're kind of jumping back and forth. Yeah, we're all over the place. With it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dodge and Ellie have a massive history. Yeah, 100%. And I'm really intrigued to see how that comes out in the books. Because um, I know we see a little bit of it in the show, but I'm like, I'm intrigued to see how it comes out in the books and how they play that. Because it's just it's so well done. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. and Oh, and that's something else as well for Dodge. Um, one of the things like Sam was looking for keys for her the big thing that we get talked about is the anywhere key and um, but the other key we don't really hear much about is that she's looking for the key to the black door and mm. um, which I've seen what it looks like because it's on the cover of one of the other volumes and it's literally like a black key with an omega symbol on the end of okay. it um, and it's clearly hinting at something big that's going yeah. to be happening yeah the omega key and it's like so it's like that's going to be a factor but again we don't see that in volume one it's like and honestly if you don't notice him mentioning it it's easy to forget about yeah because there's so many other keys in play that are actually active and you know because i think we see like three keys being used in this book alone um but yeah if anyone's got any questions for stuff or we've not explained anything fully by all means please let us know um like i said it's our first time doing this and going through the book and it's easy to kind of go through when you know the story, but if you don't, then we want to make sure you're all keeping up with us. Um, but um, one thing, hold on. You right? Go back to your room. Yeah, sorry, a little one came in oh, the room. Got an invader. <laughs> um, so one thing that I really liked about, and I know I mentioned this, is the way that each 
character individually processes the grief, their grief. Mm. And I think it's done in a really like a really realistic way because like not everybody does it. Not everybody processes that stuff the same. Yeah. Like you have 100%. the mother. The mother just basically starts drinking a lot. Yeah, she basically becomes um, an alcoholic. Yeah, Tyler, the son, he basically just starts doing yard work. Like just anything with his hands that he can do, like physical labor he's doing. He's, you know, Bodhi comes in one time and he's in his shed and he's crying. And then with his back turned to him, he's wiping his eyes because he doesn't want anybody to see him processing it. And then Bodhi is just curious. He just wants to talk to his dad and he'll do anything he can to do that. Whether that's talking to Dodge or going through that door that basically turns him into a spirit. And you have Kinsey who's just trying to get through life. And I think all of those interactions with each other and stuff like that, I, I just think it's done in a really, really human way. And a yeah. lot of books don't do that. A lot of books just kind of apply the same like template of grief to, you know, to all the characters. And it's, it's not that way. That's not life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see them all processing on their own levels. Like we mentioned, all the kids are different ages and then the mom's mm -hmm. processing and then, you know, Uncle Duncan's processing because his brother's died and... Yeah, he's he goes into caretaker mode, like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this family. He's like, all he's focusing on is I have to take care of his wife yeah. and kids because he's gone now and and they're falling apart. You yeah. Know, it's like, it's, the way it's handled so much and even the relationships between them are so well done. Um, like the relationships between the kids and how they act, they're 100% siblings. It's 100% brothers and sisters, like, talking to each other, getting in each other's nerves, having shots at each other yeah. all that sort of stuff and it's so well done uh even the mom like you see great relationships with her like you know she's she's basically geared up with a handgun now because of what yeah. happened obviously yeah yeah and she even tells like you know tyler and um, kinsey where it is in case they need it mm -hmm. and she has a real conversation with kinsey because kinsey is like well dad never wanted it and she's like dad is not here to say no yeah and if something happens you guys need to be ready you guys need to be prepared and you even see a great relationship with her and Kinsey um, when like the police officer comes to visit her um, to tell them that Sam's escaped prison and could be coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and she sends Kinsey up to her room, like full well knowing that Kinsey's going to be listening. And that's yeah. the first thing she does when Kinsey how much did comes you get? down. It's like, how much <laughs> did you get? And like the whole thing. And just goes straight into talking to her about it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's such great relationships. The characters and their bonds are just so amazing yeah um so let's take them one at a time then let's kind of delve into them a little like tyler flipping heck he's probably the most roller coaster of all yeah. of them because he, he was one that I, I didn't understand right at the beginning i'm like i don't i don't i'm not i'm not getting this dude i don't understand what's going on like but obviously once the story goes in you know it flushes it out a bit more yeah because with tyler again all spoilers for the characters here we've done a lot of spoilers but just you know yeah in case you've missed that part of what was said again everybody dies yeah sure all right Bodhi <laughs> dies a few times if you can't leaving his body dying um but tyler is very much at the beginning is i mean at the beginning you see them at their summer home and you see him basically complaining he wants to be anywhere but here mm -hmm. um Oh, we've got chat. Uh, Psych Geek Girl. Hey, how's it going? Psych Geek Girl just recently um, dropped us a follow and stuff. So thank you awesome. so much for coming in. Um, I believe Psych is also a streamer. So let me give her a little shout out. And thank you for popping in. Yes, I did that correctly. Kingdom um, Hearts 3. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, there you go. You've Sorry. got Nitro interested now. <laughs> 
and uh, saying it's cool to see a comic discuss how grief is processed different by everyone yeah yeah 100% like yeah I mean my heart breaks for Tyler because at first he just looks like the moody like older teen who's like just yeah. oh I, I don't want to be here I'd rather be anywhere else my life is yeah. so horrible and and then he takes his dad's death the hardest and you start to well, understand why as the story goes on you start to find out the relationship you find out that he felt his dad was always on at him is always mm-hmm. trying to teach him always i mean he even says that he talks to sam at one point because they were at the same school yeah and he says like that it's like why can't i just make a mistake why does everything have to be a moral lesson why does it and he feels like i can't do anything right he's constantly on me constantly trying to teach me and like actually like and sam says that he you know it's like he just wishes wakes up wishing he could kill his dad and tyler even laughs and jokes and says yeah well when you do it go ahead and kill mine as well and yeah and that's like an emotional like that's one of the emotional anchors of tyler because like he feels like he he killed his dad basically yeah, and saying that ends up killing him and like and he takes the full weight of not only having that horrible relationship with his dad and realizing like i was so ungrateful i was so unwilling to work with him i was just so angry at him for no reason and it's my fault he's dead if i hadn't yeah. said that sam wouldn't have killed him yeah and you see him carrying the weight of that he just shuts down and he just goes into you know like nitro said he goes into work mode he goes into mm-hmm. caretaker mode taking care of the lawn taking care of the outside of the building working on stuff just yeah. trying to keep himself busy constantly mm-hmm. and it's like and you see him carry the weight and you know like well, you said as well like him he even starts to break down like i'm so sick of it all i don't know what to do and it's like and it's him talking to his dad or hoping his dad's hearing him and well, Brody walks in and he's like he's trying to wipe the tears like and he says like i, I need to stay strong yeah because and one, that one, kid needs a good life he needs to know that things can be normal well one cool thing like going back to that that wake scene that i was talking about earlier is like tyler tries to remain strong for his family or and for himself mainly you know because he doesn't want other people to see him like break down but like yeah. there's this one part where all these people have visited him panel after panel after panel after panel and then duncan finally sits down beside him and they change the point of view to like a dead on shot of them talking beside each other mm-hmm. and then you see tyler just like lose it break down and he like literally falls on duncan and like he's like pouring tears yeah. and like that's like li- i mean that's that's reality like you you can you hold yourself together for a certain period of time you put on a you put on that facade that you want other people to see and that's eventually gonna that's not gonna last that's just gonna break yeah 100 percent. and and as um pointing as well as that sam also reminds him of that later on when sam does come yeah he does that's right house, and he even says that to him he's like that so you killed him for the keys and he says no no i came and you know and shook him down for the keys i killed him because you asked me to yeah and i made sure i told him that before i killed him yeah which is such a great juxtaposition for sam because We've literally just had a couple of issues prior, Sam's backstory, and actually a lot of humanizing of him and kind of mm-hmm. almost feeling sorry for him. He, and then it like it completely whips you back and like, dang, you're a monster. Yeah. You are the such way, a monster and you almost had me feeling sorry for you. The way that they told his story kind of reminded me of the Joker. Now, you know how the Joker always changes his backstory, mm-hmm. like depending on who he's talking to or whatnot. And Sam, like... I forgot how how they frame it, but he's talking to someone, but it's visually showing his his his, his growing up, mm-hmm. and what he's saying, it's like direct like um, opposition to actually what happened. 
like he's yeah. talking about his his, talking his parents about his were not that bad and yeah yeah i think he's i think it's when he's talking to um to rendell because rendell that's right he's in his office rendell's the guidance counselor at the school so sam yeah. knew him he knew him personally mm-hmm. um and we get a lot of backstory let's jump into sam as well because that's that's a sure. new part of tyler and don't get me wrong we get a lot of great stuff with tyler as well like tyler's the one that basically beats sam down the first time with a brick and takes him out yeah and then it's like he's part of the reason that he gets taken down the second time Mm -hmm. and between him and kinsey and it's just so well done um yeah but sam like we're thrown straight into sam being a monster sam killing rendell Mm -hmm. going straight to juvie and the only thing we find out after that is that dodge is the one that basically put him up to it then we get i think it's issue four i think it is we get his backstory mm-hmm. and it turns and you feel so sorry for him in this because he's from this crappy family with a mom who really doesn't care about him who you know i think we see him coming in he talks about how if he got you know having his mom talked and if he got like in the 600s and his sats they would talk about him going to college yeah and she basically just, you know, pushes him to the side, like, I don't really care. It's like, you're going to stay with your dad tonight because I'm going to yeah. go out and drink and go out and do this stuff and, you know, and take your baby brother with you. And he goes to his dad and we see his dad, like, beating the crap out of him because, like, he's writing his college entrance letter. Yeah. And he's basically talking about, about it and his dad thinks he's telling everyone how horrible a father he is and starts, like, yeah. laying into him. Um. Which of course we see him then this starts to come out at school when like a jock tries to like stick his his jock strap in his face and Sam bites him and he gets expelled for a couple of weeks and then he's brought back to talk to him, Mr. Locke, who's the one that stopped him from getting or well, he got suspended, he stopped the one that stops him from getting expelled. Yeah. And he says to him, like, look, here's the papers for financial aid for college. He says, Unfortunately I can't write a recommendation letter because I think you need to see a therapist. I think you need to talk to someone. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is, he comes to him in a really good way about it, because he's like, there's a yeah, lot going on. Yeah, he's really trying to help him. You need to speak to someone, and you can see him wanting to help him. Um, while he's doing that, though, and like while he's doing stuff in his office, you see Sam also like looking at pictures that are hanging up. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a, is a drawing or a painting that Duncan has done of the wellhouse. And as Sam is staring at it, all of a sudden you see dodge at the window mm-hmm. and then she starts writing like help me and stuff and basically he starts using it to call out to sam and it was like like i don't know about you but like moving pictures and stuff that aren't meant to move like that or stuff that freaks me the heck out and i'm like that it's not meant to be like that and like like ever since i watched like witches when i was a kid and that girl like at the very start gets put in a painting like stuff in paintings moving that aren't meant to freak me the heck out you know uh, I'd say and I was shocked with Sam and Kinsey part in the cellar that was yeah oh 100% we'll definitely get to that bit but that was freaking brutal Um, but yeah so he starts to kind of connect and when he comes out of speaking with him he sits and talks to Tyler who um, was actually in there before him and he saw storming out and arguing with his dad and that's when they have the conversation and stuff about, you know, like, are you waiting for a ride? Oh, I'm waiting for my dad. Or you waiting for a ride? And they start saying, you know what? Yeah, sometimes I wake up and I wish I could just kill my dad. And Tyler tells him, it's like, well, if you ever do that, go ahead and kill mine too. And I mean, I just feel like the way that they portray Sam, like just visually, because the, the whole time he's just like no expression, his hands are down by his side. And it's almost 
like they take that frame and put it in every panel that he's in yeah like no expression big doe like watery eyes like very um like welcoming i guess is, is not the right word but it's kind like of, some are very approachable i guess it's kind of a weird combination because it's a weird combination of approachable and like sociopath definitely sociopath like he he seems like a nice enough kid but there's something just off about him like he doesn't respond normally the yeah. way people would respond emotionally to stuff yeah like even just the way that he is he obviously like dodge talks him into it but the fact of like it's not just that he kills Rendell, like he he kills so many people in this story yeah yeah like he kills his parents he kills his uncle to steal his truck and go to mm -hmm. um to their summer home right at the start of it when he's trying to get to lovecraft like he basically is doing sexual favors on a truck driver yeah and um, to get a ride as close as he can and then kills the guy yeah and um, he gets in he a kills bus. the fisherman he kills a fisherman like he kills a busload of people that are traveling there because one he thinks one of the women recognize him so he yeah. kills the bus and takes it there and sets it on fire and he gets a fisherman to like take him on to like lovecraft from the water side the side they thought was safe and then kills the fisherman on the journey there and like he he literally murders people and like without remorse yeah like and even like what i had to say like with kenzie like he goes he's traveling through there and kenzie's out looking for Bodie because he's out at night and like okay time to come back to the house Bodie, and like he beats the crap out of her yeah like yeah. she is bloodied and battered it is freaking brutal what he does i was her. like i was like dude if he kills her i'm putting this book down <laughs> i know and it's like i'm surprised she did not die like he lays into her so much yeah yeah and at least she gets her revenge later like when like ty tackles him and she gets to shoot him and mm -hmm. um, to kind of chase him off like thank goodness he got a freaking she got a better revenge in him for that you know? yeah like, but yeah he he is definitely a sociopath and it's like but there's yeah. that moment you feel sorry for him like is this what caused it and part of you is almost kind of like partially yeah but also like if that's all that if that bad home life is what led to it it's like dang you went from zero to 60 son yeah you went yeah. so harsh it's like what i think one one cool way that they they kind of show who he is without showing who he is is like when he comes out so tyler's sitting out on the steps that's when they first meet sam and tyler meet he's they're sitting out in the front of this in front of the school on the steps and sam comes out and sits behind him on the steps but beside him and he kind of leans back on his shoulders which you don't see him do that all like he's relaxed He's leaning back on his elbows, mm. like on the steps, yeah. and he's nonchalantly talking about killing his dad. And like, that's it's like the visualness of him just sitting there, like just chilling, relaxing on his elbows, and then talking about killing his dad. It's like, wow, yeah, dude, like, really has no remorse whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's, yeah, it's like you. He knows exactly you what he's doing. Feel what you feel, and yeah, you know, it's like it's it's so well done. I. I'm really intrigued to see what they do with Sam later on. Just because yeah. of what Dodge says to him, that she still needs him. Yeah. And when he throws him through the door, so like now he's a spirit, basically probably hanging around Key House. Dude, I didn't catch his spirit form until the... When you said that, I looked back through the book and I was like, holy crap, it's right there, almost at the yeah. at the end page. It's, like, it's just like the little wisps that they make the ghost up of, and if you look closely, you just see the outline of Sam's face and like upper body. Yeah. And it's That's like, crazy. it's just it's so simple because it, it's so easy to forget. Like, okay, Sam's dead and taken care of, but no, she threw him through the door when the the dead key had opened it. So, like, yeah, he's a ghost now. 
Yeah. And he can't ever go back to his body because his body's dead. If he goes back, he is dead. So like he's now trapped like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one of those like I don't know. It's one of those brutal kind of finales to him of like you know fate worse than death sort of things and then you're like but also a fitting punishment for what he did yeah and you know yeah you trusted dodge and you got screwed over like mm-hmm. not surprised yeah um but yeah let's move on to the other main characters then because we're talking about kinsey and, and Bodie at least mm-hmm. i really like kinsey i think she's a really well written um character and um, i love watching her journey and her grief yeah because she does and it's like it, and it, it honestly reminded me a little bit of um like when brad bird and stuff had created like the, um, the incredibles talked about creating violet the girl that could go invisible that there's this thing in some teen girls where they want to just disappear and just kind of hide away yeah it really that was what reminisced with me with this because you see her like she like when sam kills their father tyler takes him out Tyler mm-hmm. lures him into the basement and the two of them have a massive fight. Like he's he almost him, killed and he beats the brakes off him. with a brick. He beats his face off with a brick. Like he batters him. Like how Sam survived, I do not know. Yeah. But Kinsey didn't. Kinsey took Bodie and they went up on the roof and hid behind the chimney. Because the chimney yeah. was a fair size. When you come out the back of the house, they could see one side of it, you couldn't see around it. So like and she talks about it like literally the only way I survived was going from moment to moment thinking, yeah don't breathe don't move don't anything well, yeah and the way that she's describing that 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 um that one scene is crazy she talks about biting her lip she didn't bite her lip she was going to scream so she bit it she until bit it, it bled until it bled and, and then she Bodhi, almost choked Bodie. yeah like Bodie had bruises around him because she was holding him that tight because she's like if I don't he'll make a noise and I we can't afford it it's like little things like that that like they just flesh out the story so much yeah it was so well fleshed out and it was so well put together yeah um but yeah so like you see that with her and then like she has like dreadlocks and stuff at the beginning she's very like she's very kind of like you know uh she's into like bob marley she's got like a jamaican flag and bob marley yeah. picture up in her room and yeah obviously greatly influenced by that stuff and you know but then she kind of takes it out like she takes her hair out and leaves it down and stuff and because she's like now that we're in a new place everyone's going to know i'm the girl whose father was murdered mm-hmm. and i don't want to do anything to stand out any more than i have to yeah like i don't want to be seen anymore i'm like she literally is just wanting to fade away into the background even when she like goes out and does track she's like i've always loved running and she does track and it's her and the other girl like literally pushing each other um, and the girl like shakes out her hand and asks her like do you want to go running on Saturdays like I run Saturday mornings here yeah and she says no and she said and her own thought process as she walks away is like because if we go running then afterwards you're going to want to talk and if you yeah if we want to talk you're going to ask me if I ran at my old school and that's going to lead into my old life and that's all yes yeah. yeah and she's like and she's just so shut off from everything mm-hmm but then we get that great story. I think issue three takes us through her story. And I said it to you at the start. It was really cool that each issue kind of focuses on different people. Like issue one has a major focus on Tyler. Issue two focuses on Bodie. Issue three is Kinsey. Issue four is Sam. And then we start delving into the wrap up of the volume one. Um, so in issue three, we get her really kind of coming to terms with herself of she doesn't want to hide away anymore. She wants to still be her. She doesn't want to be afraid forever. Mm-hmm. she's like you know and she's even looking in the mirror like I'm 
going to be haunted whether or not they even catch Sam I'm always going to have him over my shoulder mm-hmm. and she's like so and she cuts her hair so she does this like kind of like short on one side kind of like over the side tied down and does yeah. this completely unique look and goes to the house of the girl who wanted to go running with her and she's like yeah let's go running yeah and she's kind of starting to accept it you get to see her like literally transition from that process of being scared and wanting to just hide away and just forget about it to I don't want to be scared forever I want to try and reclaim my life mm-hmm. um, it's, it's such a great way of dealing with it and it's such a great difference from the way Tyler's dealing with his like they're both yeah. completely different mm-hmm. you know and then and just seeing that relationship as well and seeing her relationship with her siblings seeing her relationship with her mom and it's just it's so well put together yeah one of the cool things like that involved her um was when bodhi was because bodhi was he was trying to tell them about that door uh the dead key (laughs) for uh, like the whole the whole volume and obviously it wasn't they didn't do the typical oh the kid's telling me something that's really weird and nobody believes me i don't they weren't going that route because kinsey actually went along with him and like tried to look at the door and stuff like that and he actually went through and he like keeled over and died and it's just a bunch of panels of him laying on the ground and she's like screaming at him to get up and then she leaves and then she comes back and she goes this isn't funny <laughs> and then she leaves and she comes back and you can see her stick her hand through the door and she's like all right you really need to get up now like you can tell like she, yeah he's annoying he's a little annoying brother but she loves him to death and she doesn't want anything to happen to him and she kind of believes him. I think she that there's an indication that okay, something something's up right now. Yeah, it's like it's, she's willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, and like, and even if this is him like processing like his yeah. grief, which a lot of them exactly think, they're they're willing to go along with it because Tyler yeah. does the same thing with him. Tyler does the like when he he says he he heard someday in the wellhouse. Like when he first hears Dodge in the wellhouse, he freaking mm-hmm. takes off. Yeah, and it's like and he's like there's somebody in there, and when Tyler goes and like shouts in, there's nobody there, and. And like, and Kinsey's like, well, what if, shouldn't we check it out? And he's like, well, no, if there was someone in there, it's like, you know, it's like if there was someone trapped in there, they'd be shouting their head off. There's no way in the world anyone's just sitting in there. And if they've been in there for a long length of time, they're not really going to be able to be saved at this point, you know? Yeah. And and even when Bodhi talks to his mom, he's telling him about the the dead door and, or the dead key rather, and that he's floating around as a spirit. And his mom's like, did you, you're trying to talk to your dad? And he's like, yeah, if I can find him. And she goes, well, if you see him, tell him I said, hey. Yeah. Like she's just like, all right. This is how he's grieving. This is how he's processing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna support him however I can, even though this is really weird. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I love it though because like they react like you would imagine people would react because the thing. Yeah, it's a real. It's a, like a real. Because real. like Bodhi reacting as far as they're concerned, Bodhi is reacting like a kid would react. Like yes. How would a kid process that their dad's dead? It's like, oh well, I can turn into a ghost. I'm gonna go try and find dad, and it's like, okay, yeah, you go and do that, Bodhi. You. Yeah. do what you need to do and it's like they just they let him process and mm-hmm. and deal with that and it's like i think that's the thing all the characters feel real like let's get into body then because we're kind of hitting on him anyway sure. it's like body is 100 percent written like a kid yeah. he feels like a little boy he he yeah. literally feels like a little boy like i mean like they get to the um, key house and everyone is out exploring the grounds first thing body's doing he's up on a chair trying to get a sword off the wall because there's like a man <laughs> yeah. piece with swords on it yeah yeah and to which case he then sees a key above the door which is the dead key that he finds and he goes to get that with a sword falling off behind him almost taking him out you know <laughs> like, he's a typical little boy hurricane that's like wrecking yeah. the place that he's just arrived in 
who comes within inches of death pretty much multiple times a day. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's like, you know, even in the opening, like when we talk about the opening of the summer house. Oh my gosh. We get him, like, we get like Tyler, like doing his like existential crisis into the, into the water and Bodhi like sticks his hand up. I caught a turtle and it pooped in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And just like, their reaction, just like um, Tyler and Kim's reaction, just like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go get cleaned up, you know. It's just it's typical like stuff. Like I could see like real conversations like this. It feels real, and even Bodhi like when he's processing like with the dead door and like he tries to tell his brother and sister because he doesn't want to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, like he goes to see um his brother and his brothers in the shower, but it's like of course like he, he like he hovers in front of the water and it turns the water like freezing cold. <laughs> and like he freezes them out and like he goes later to try and tell Tyler and Tyler's like basically you know making fun of him and he says I hope you like cold showers and there's that like look of like concern and confusion on Tyler's face I'm like how did they know like, that how did you know that that's weird <laughs> um, and then Kinsey like goes to see Kinsey and Kinsey's like having a breakdown in the room remembering like being on the roof um, yeah I mean he goes to try and talk to her and she thinks he's been spying on her so chases him downstairs <laughs> I feel so sorry for him because he tries. He tries so yeah, hard. Yeah, he's trying. Like this is just normal for him. Like he's he's trying to tell people. <laughs> Nobody's listening. So this thing happened. I'm trying to tell you all. None of you care. Um, and then even him and Dodge, like he he connects with Dodge or Echo at the time, and like he he honestly is trying to help her. You know, it's like until and he even gets smart. Like I love even at the end, like he's he's talking to her and he's connecting with her and stuff. And then when he he realizes like he gets he also gets dreams of his dad mm-hmm. try to tell him stuff and like almost like his dad's trying to give him warnings and i think it's in the second dream he tells him the knock knock joke which he says like you know knock knock who's there who 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 and he doesn't know the end of it he wakes up before he gets to the end and then he asks tyler and tyler goes like what are you some kind of an owl <laughs> and so he spends like the next little bit trying to work out what that means until he tells it to his uncle duncan who tells him like oh well the way i used to tell it was like what are you some kind of an echo and his eyes just kind of like widen and i'm like his dad was trying to warn him yeah that echo was was not safe and yeah and like but he goes back to see her one more time and like after all that connecting with her like he says i I even considered not coming back but if you're not my echo that means you've been here a lot longer than that and mm-hmm. i need to know who you are what you are and how you yeah. are my dad like he this kid just turns it on so smart but it's also so believable that he came to this yeah. conclusion because there's been a process to build up to mm-hmm. it it's so well done and like and and unlike the other two he's not really grieving his dad as he's got this whole mystery he's trying to solve and he knows his dad is involved and possibly even trying to help him yeah he's got a puzzle to solve and that's what's taking up his time this is mental energy yeah so it's almost like a completely different thing from that and it's just it's mm-hmm. so well done yeah like, i love it but yeah what did you think of Bodhi then because Bodhi's kind of mostly a ride-along character for a good chunk of this he kind of drives the story in this one yeah, I like Bodhi. I feel like he's the I feel like he's the heart of the of the story, honestly. Mm. Like, I mean, because he plugs into every narrative, and it basically funnels to him almost. Um, like I said, I, I really feel I really like the way that they use him as exposition without 
using exposition, like that one panel that I was showing where, you know, the summer book club type thing. Um, but yeah, I really liked him. I thought he was an awesome character and I agree with you hundred percent. I feel like they wrote him like a real kid would be, would react. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely. And the kids are written so well and then the supporting characters I think are given enough as well. To yeah, I agree. To help boister that. Like, like the mom's a, pa- a factor in it, but she's not overwhelming. That's one of my issues with the show is I feel like the mom's in it too much. Mm. because like where this is a slow burning like we're, we're really just dealing with the dad dying yeah and pretty the immediate much aftermath of this and dealing with sam lester escaping like the show jumps into all this stuff like even the end of the first season there are so many keys in play mm-hmm. at the end of the first season and like so the mom's starting to figure stuff out and like because you know the mom's going to eventually you kind of yeah. know in your head like okay she's going to eventually know about this she's going to get the story of what happened to her husband and that's yeah. going to be part of it because she's a factor in it she has to be i mean mm-hmm. you know but at the same time it's like she's not overwhelming in this in the show it gets to that overwhelming thing of like where they have to have her oh she knows what's going on or something happens that she forgets and then she works it out later and she's trying to work this out and it it feels like it bogs the show down a little bit don't get me wrong yeah. the actress is great she does a great job mm-hmm. um but it's just the character the way it's laid out just doesn't feel and I don't know how much it echoes future volumes because I've not read past volume one. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the core group of characters that they have, I feel like they're fleshed out perfectly. I, yeah. I don't feel like there's too many of them uh, in the comic. I don't feel like there's too many of them. I feel like there's just the right amount. And like you said, and I didn't realize this when I read it through the first time, everybody has their own chapter in this. Yeah. Because I, I wrote down in my notes, I said, I feel like everybody has their own story. And they literally do in this volume. Everybody basically has their own chapter devoted to their story. Uh, it's it's just done so well. And like you said, I, I think the peripheral characters are written really well. They push the story along without feeling unnecessary. Um, they feel integral to the story without like stepping on the main cast, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Again, that's another one of the issues in the TV show, I feel like, is, like, there's so many extra characters and extra, like, add-on stories that really don't need to be there. Yeah. Like, Kinsey, like, in the show meets a group of friends and has, like, four people that she's friends with at school, and <laughs> and two of them are guys who like her, so she ends up deciding, you know what, I'm just going to date both of you, and she tells them up front, I'm going to date both of you, like, are you both okay with that, and all this. I'm like, this isn't needed no but there's a whole thing with like tyler trying to get into not needed it. and it's weird yeah <laughs> can i get in with the popular kids and like a girlfriend that he kind of has and stuff and i'm like no i'm like your dad's just dead like you're literally weeks if not a couple of months from like having processed this i'm like yeah i prefer this stuff like that it's like yeah of course he likes girls he's 18 yeah it's not going to be the forefront of his mind because he's still freaking guilty that he thinks he got yeah. his dad killed that he's yeah, the one responsible just and he feels responsible because he's the one that told Sam to do it. You know, it's like it's, it's like why are you adding all this random weird crap in? It's not needed. I, f- I feel like one thing that aids in the storytelling of this is the, um, we've talked a little bit about it, but the art style and specifically the color scheme of of the comic. Absolutely. Like I don't, I know you've probably noticed it, but like when you're going through, there's no really vivid color used. Mm, it's no. all subdued. It's almost almost like all shades of gray, like blue, you know, darker reds. You know, a lot of blacks, dark browns. It's just very subdued, and it's 
it's almost like it almost says i know this term is used a lot but it's almost like a cinematic feel to a graphic novel and the bold outlines of the characters make everything pop and again the way that they're laying out the panels is it's just awesome yeah absolutely i mean it definitely adds to it and i mean and do you have anything to add on to the the art stuff of it obviously you're coming at the art stuff as an actual artist like because like, I, yeah, I like, love the layout of it and like absolutely i didn't even think about that the color scheme is definitely a factor like you feel like there's this cloud over it which is there is there's this cloud over the characters but you see it in the color yeah so one i think one good thing that you know that i like from stories is when they call back to stuff everybody likes easter eggs you know however big or small they are but i like when i'm reading something i like being rewarded for paying attention you know what i'm saying and that goes for visual too like for instance, like again, the way that they call back on certain panels. Like for instance, this is after um, Tyler's dad dies. He's looking in a pond, or he's looking in a pool, and he's imagining himself as different versions of himself if he were to have gone different paths. That's the turtle crap that we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but twenty pages into the book they call back to a similar where he's showing a current version or the nightmare version that actually happened of himself and what he actually looked like. Yeah. What he did Um, to Sam, what he looked after he beat him down. So it's, it's like, you can tell that you can, you can visually see that they're processing it, but you can also like, it goes into their mental psyche about how they're, how they're processing the grief as well. And like, just the way, like even the, even the detail so far as Tyler looks like Rendell. He looks like he's a son. Oh, yeah. And Duncan 100%. looks related to R- Rendell. You know, they all they look related. They're different. They have their own unique characteristics, but you can tell they are they're a, they're an actual family. They look related. They have some of the same mannerisms. You know, it's it's just really cool. Like the attention to detail and just the and just the art is just awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I never even thought of that as well. But yeah, they do. They look so much like each other. Like they literally like the family look like. Tyler looks in that pool and like you know he partially sees his dad. He's got the same facial structure and stuff and Yeah. You know, and that that was kind of one of the things I hated about the show as well in a little bit, is that I felt like Tyler was miscast. The kid's a great actor that they get, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, one hundred percent. Um Hey, hey, Chunk the Hut in the house coming back in, subscribing it to your one. What's up, yo? Hey, Thanks, saying, dude. hey guys, thank you so much for that um subbing again, Chunk. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, Chunk the absolute legend, the winner of last month for us with like your tossing gifted subs left, <laughs> right, and center. Glad you can make it in, man. Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, cool. but yeah, like kind of like you said, like it's they look like family, but like the kid's a great actor on the show. But I I just look at them and I'm like I feel like this is a closer thing of what I think of Tyler, like this kind of stocky, well built kind of kid. Yeah, and not like this, you know pretty boy looking sort of kids mm-hmm. but like all right so I, again i'm gonna go i'm gonna show you guys a panel but just the way that they lay out sam's story like this is him with the fishermen they're going across the lake to the lovecraft mansion and the fisherman is trying to light a cigarette and you see you see sam just hanging out and you see the island and then the next shot you see a bang you see a bang right there and then you see him just holding the wheel it's just the way that they subtly oh he just murdered the fisherman yeah they like, didn't show it they didn't show it nothing gratuitous 
and he his facial expression didn't even change and he just takes he didn't the wheel. even move like, like he didn't, yeah, even he didn't move, move over to the wheel he literally just stuck his hand out and i'm like and that there was no exposition like all that could have been said is sam kills the fisherman but the way that they did it just added to that the tension and the drama and the character development and all that stuff it's just so good yeah absolutely and yeah it's just so well done it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's such a well-crafted book and i mean i'm a huge fan uh, again I'm, i keep talking about the art i'm a huge fan of vivid colors and comics yeah, for it. they are, like, some, they are I, amazing man keep, like, keep talking really, about it really bold colors really vivid colors really like high value really a lot really dark darks really light lights just to, for contrast but this is the complete opposite of that which i normally like and it works perfect i, I would not want this comic to be colored or or inked any other way or drawn any other way i think it's done perfect no it fits it perfectly and i think it just the way they do it there's a there's a scene here okay i need to show us but i'm gonna have to cover up like actual sam and it's the scene where like um tyler and sam fight each other mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to cover up sam to show this properly yes i have that i had that marked yes it's literally just a black page and where there would be panels there isn't even panel lines but like it's the storytelling all the way up to like when Tyler like beats Sam with a brick. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. It's so beautifully laid out. And I'm not going to show like what Sam looks like because Sam's like bloodied and beaten. Again, I don't want to touch the banners. But it's just, it's so well constructed. Like, I would never have thought of that. Like, putting like basically different actions that would be in different panels, but all just this one big mm-hmm. black page because they're in the cellar. It's pitch black. They can barely mm-hmm. see a thing, so like, so in the same time, we can barely see a thing. Yeah, and it just it really draws you in. It's and that's the so thing. Well done. They don't do a lot of like those types of one pages, like splash pages mm-hmm. or whatever. But when they do, it's super effective. Yeah, they're super used effective. sparingly and where they need to be used. Like they use like, them where they want. Like this one, for instance. This is Bodhi finally finding that well house and figuring out that there's something in the well talking to him and it's just literally a page of him walking in but the perspective done on it the coloring the light coming through the window uh it's just done so awesome it's done it's in so a way cool. that draws you in because it's like it makes yeah. you realize like this is big like this is a point in the story you have to pay attention and it's like it's yeah. just i mean like joe hill and gabriel rodriguez like go and check out other stuff they've done if you want they've you know they're on social media you can find them in twitter and instagram and wherever you can find their stuff on Amazon, they've done plenty of other stuff. Is but like lock and key is going back through it has been a has honestly been such a such a treat. It's probably yeah. the best way to see it. It's been such an enjoyment. Yeah. And probably, I'd almost say like, yeah, probably my favorite graphic novel. Yeah probably like period like, I, I can't think of another graphic novel on par with it not mm. another indie story not another one that marvel and dc have done like they've done some great stories but like there's something about lock and key that just stands out to me yeah lock it's and compelling key, like lock and it's... key is my example of if you aren't reading indie comics if the only thing you ever pick up is marvel and dc yeah. you are missing some amazing stories it's just a fulfilling story like it's a rewarding story oh yeah and that's just the first volume i can only imagine how rewarding it's going to be when we go through them and we will do the rest of them on the, the indie comic book club 100 yeah. percent well yeah this is a series i want to like obviously we'll do it sparingly it won't be like six months straight of it we're doing it six weeks in a row yeah it's just six <laughs> weeks straight of lock and key 
um, but like we'll definitely come back to it because I think there's six volumes in total at least the main story and so yeah 100% we'll be coming back to it yeah I mean that's why like below me I put we're doing lock and key volume one was because I, I fully intend to come back and do volumes two through six yeah I mean it's this was the perfect launch book for me there's no other book we could have kicked this off with yeah I, I feel like after the same launch as this you know after I wrapped it up, I felt like I did after I watched Infinity War. I was like, mm-hmm. I immediately want more. Yeah, like, I immediately need to know what happens Before even getting next. up out of my seat, I need to know what happens next. Yeah, I need to know where the story goes. And like I said to you, I even said to you before we started streaming, like I'm kind of sad finishing it. Because mm-hmm. like, part of me is like, it's really good to read it again. But the other part of me is like, I, I've, I've read this though. I need I need the next one. I need it. Yeah. Like, I literally went to the comic book store to pick up our copies of Claws. And it's like, I didn't have the money, but like I saw Lock and Key Volume Two in the shelf, and I I had to fight myself to not pick it up and buy it. Dude, I'm like I literally don't have the cash for it. Then, dude, I even legitimately recommended this to Joy, my wife. Like she's not a huge comic reader, but she's a she's a writer and she loves to write, and she really appreciates good writing and oh. and books and films and shows and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you would love this. The writing is super smart. I think the characters are like super well-rounded and it's it's such a good book man yeah 100 percent. it's like so yeah i think i think we've kind of covered most of the stuff for the book i think yeah and um, if this is a story that you guys are at all interested in if you want to pick it up for yourself or pick up and um, any of the other copies and um, like i said i'll throw the links up there again for you it's like 100 uh, we are big advocates of checking out the local comic book stores and supporting them and um, again massive shout out to richmond comics our local comic store just not that far from where we are actually yeah and um, who hooked us up with copies of our book for december which i'll talk about in a minute whoa love the unicorn heart chunk, right unicorn yeah chunk nice. the heart coming in with 400 bits thank you so much chunk man a chunk you know we're, ch- we're changing it up this month it was gifted subs and now we're, now we're throwing bits but thank you so much chunk i feel like chunk might secretly be bill gates <laughs> yeah just throwing stuff Ooh, <laughs> i like that hype emote seal that's cool that's a cool one i like that one that is sweet kind of like the the d-pad it's kind of cool um, but yeah so like go ahead and click on those links that I shared there and check out your local comic book store and give them support like, massive shout out to Richmond Comics for hooking us up and I'll definitely be reaching out to them for um, future kind of comics and stuff for indie comic book if you cannot find them there or at your local places then definitely head over to Amazon uh, like I said that link that we've got there is straight to our wish list that we created and where we're going to put all the books that are coming up and um, for the indie comic book club as soon as we get them and we'll add them on there we know we're going to do them i'll add it on there for the upcoming one so you can find lock and key on there and also on there you can find our next one that we were talking about claws and if jenny you missed this is the one we're going to be doing in december i'm going to be taking six weeks off with the baby coming and so either our first or second week back we are going to delve into claws and speaking of speaking of don't forget next week we're going to be doing an art stream and then we'll be doing some gaming streams as well mm-hmm. while Cross is out. Um, I'm debating having a guest or two. I have a couple in mind, and I'll probably be reaching out to them within the next week or so. So don't stop coming. Okay. I'll be here. Okay, you want a glimpse here? Sorry, I know you're advertising stuff. Do you want a glimpse no, of what's good. coming in Claws? Because I, I literally just started flicking it, and I stopped in this page. 
Nice. Just, you know, little glimpse just, of what's to come. Just a demon reindeer. And Santa Claus killing him with a knife. And his pet wolf. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So this is going to be the one we're going to be doing in December. Probably the second week. Um, also on the front, um, shout out to... Oh, Whoa. Seal the Centurion just subscribed. Oh, what? No, a whole bunch of people. Chunk. Chunk the hut. Dude, you are freaking insane, man. Thank you so much for that, <laughs> Chunk. I mean, I don't even know how to respond. It's like it blows my mind. So, massive shout out to. Okay, these are going to pop off for a while. So, thank I you, Chunk, like for I... gifting tier um, one subs to Seal the Centurion, Queen Gamington, um, Trackman87, The Theologian, and Super Bias. Thank you so much for gifting those. All of you have been Good grief, dude. added on. As this still keeps going off here, you are now in the next level of the Comic Clan, which we call the Stan Clan. So Super Stan welcomes you to the Stan Clan level of the group. Thank you so much, Chunk, man, for just... You're a beast, Chunk. Yeah, man, for five gifted subs there. Thank You're you so absolute much. Absolute beast. That's after 400 bits. Like, dude, thank you so much, man. I'm saying we Bill Gates. really appreciate it. Yeah. But sorry, I'm not Bill Gates. Like... <laughs> See, that's, exa that's exactly what Bill Gates would say. <laughs> that's exactly what Bill D Gates would say if he was lurking in chat, gifting subs to everybody. <laughs> but thank you so much. Um, honestly, thank you, man. I greatly appreciate it, brother. You, oh, legend. I cannot say thank you enough to that, honestly. Yeah, that's left me speechless for ending the show today, honestly. Um, I was literally going to like plug a bit more of closing and just my mind went blank there. Um, uh, so yeah, so uh, one thing that was for this book I didn't want to mention is on the cover here. If you can see this on the front, um, if I can get it to focus, and that's an approval of it was uh, the Will Eisner Awards that go out to comic books. This was a nominee for best penciler and inker. Nice. Um, was nominated back in twenty seventeen for the Will Eisner nominee for that. Um, so that's a little hint of like although it didn't win, it's it's some pretty good artwork, and this and having a flick through it like it's it's freaking sweet. So you guys have got a month or so to pick this up. Ads, if you're still here, regardless, I don't care if you even show up for the show. This is for you. This Viking Santa Claus and his pet will, this one is for you. You need to get this 100%. <laughs> as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, that's one Ads needs to read. He's all about the Viking <laughs> stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Clause and just to plug... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Claus is going to be an amazing read and it's 100% going to be our Christmas book. And I, yeah, I, I literally, awesome. I picked them up at Richmond Comics and I talked to the guy at the checkout and he says that they'd done it for like, they, they do a book club and they'd done it last Christmas. And he says like, yeah, this, this is my headcanon for like Santa Claus now. This is what Santa <laughs> Claus is. So I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah, you want to change your view of Santa Claus and who he is for years to come. I know that'll be terrifying for some of you who are parents. Yeah. <laughs> Like that. How are you telling your kids about Santa Claus may forever change? But like in December, we will be diving into it. And um, but yeah, are you going to say something, bro? No, I was just going to again promote the next couple of weeks. Yeah, cross is going to be off. Cross is going to be off for the next five weeks. So I think the week after Thanksgiving, we will not have a stream. Uh, but every other week, I will be solo uh, unless we get a guest. But I'll be doing some art streams, some gaming streams. So. Pop in Discord. If you have any specific people, characters, comic characters that you want me to draw or anything specific that you want me to draw comic related, and we'll try to hook that up. And then uh, gaming, I'll be playing Among Us, more than likely, uh, which I'll be getting. So I'll be doing some shout outs on Twitter and Discord and stuff like that, try to get some groups together for, for the streams. So, Awesome. 
yeah, so it should be an amazing few weeks. And um, for anyone who missed it at the very start, as Nitro said, I'm going to be out for the next few weeks. And um, with the baby coming, um, I'm going to be out probably till the end of November at least. And then last week in November, like you said, it's going to be after Thanksgiving. Um, for all of you who are not in America, hope you have a great week anyway. For all of you in America, like, yeah, we're probably not. We're probably going to take that time off, even if we're not really going anywhere. Um, would you draw fictional wrestlers? LOL. I don't know. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> yeah, send him some pictures, Queen, if you want to send like Rosa Eden to him to try and do some drawings for him. I'm pretty sure you'd be up for it. Because there's some. Well, it was pictures. nice meeting you too, Cop. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Nitro. I'll definitely still in here. Thank you so much for stopping by, Coop. Absolutely amazing having you in here. And um, thank you for popping in and showing some love. Absolutely love them. Again, let me get some shouts here today. Yeah, can their can their nickname officially be Coop? Can that's we call what, him Coop? That's what I call okay. him. Like okay, literally sweet. anything we play games with him, like. He goes by Watson, but like literally, I've called him Coop, and it's, it's at the point now. I've done it so long as a joke, I can't stop. So he's just right. he is Coop now. You are you are Coop now. So it's just like, FYI, it's, it's Coop, also AKA Coop. Watson, along with Nick and Benita. They are the Coop Trio podcast. They are awesome, good friends of the show. Yeah, it's Queen's uh, Rosa Eden from the the online leagues. Um, Ads is also part of those leagues as well. That is Coop now. LOL. <laughs> yes, and um, Coop is <laughs> sus. He is very sus seal. Seal, unfortunately, is not sus, and that's a problem because usually he's a killer and he is not sus. <laughs> what is sus? Uh, that's like the thing that came out of like um, Among Us, like someone susses oh. them, they're suspicious of being the imposter. And <laughs> uh, let me do a shout out to Seal as well since he's popping in. I meant to do it earlier and we were on a rant, so I forgot. Seal is also another streamer, looks like he was playing Total War Saga Thrones of Britannia last time. He also plays a lot of, um, I think it's Warships, one of the main games he plays. He does a bit of Minecraft as well. So go ahead and give Seal some love as well. He is another good friend that I met through um, Coop in the Co-op Trio podcast. Uh, redeemed, add fight to next superhero square goal. Ooh, my chat is telling me to do this. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. You have redeemed. Let me write that down because I will forget. If you don't, if you have a fight in mind chunk, go ahead and tell me. Yes. If not, and for, for those of you who don't know what the square go is, that's that's basically our version of a fight card between comic characters. Yes, yeah, you can find that on like in our YouTube. We actually did a previous one where we put together a fight card, pitting superheroes and villains from various comics against each other. Um, so yeah, you've redeemed your you had fifteen hundred points already. Dang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm complaining. You've gave us pretty much so many like gifted subs and bits at this point. But yeah, if there's a fight that you want to see on that card, you can officially put it on that next card. Just let us know who you would like to see square off and we'll definitely look at doing it. Because we do need to do another square go. It's been a while. Uh, see, I know I had, uh, I'm another call, but I don't want people killing me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're part of that work. And Rosa, if you want to go ahead, or Queen Gamington, whatever we're going by, if you want to send us some stuff, um, some pictures of Rosa for Nitro to draw, I'm pretty sure he'd be up for that. Um, push him out of his comfort zone with something a little different so, <laughs> so we'll yeah. see definitely give it to him and see if it's something he's able to do I mean definitely give it a try but yeah but that is us for this week thank you for everyone that came out and joined us thank this was you awesome. for, this was a lot thank of fun, you for the follows for the subs the resubs the gifted subs the bits that were dropped thank you Bill Gates for dropping by yes thank it. you thank you Bill we appreciate it <laughs> and thank you to all the viewers that came in we had a good number of viewers this week as well you guys thank you for making our first indie comic book club such a massive success yeah it's, this is awesome it's insane like I honestly didn't know if that many people were going to be interested in it and thank you so much for stopping by 
Um, I am going to love you and leave you all. And it's like, I'm honestly going to miss being involved with the community for the next few weeks. Um, I say that now, I'm probably not going to miss it at the time because I'll be a bit sleep deprived for the next few weeks with the new baby, <laughs> um, as well as taking care of the other kids. <laughs> so, um, I'll bring you some coffee, man. I need it, eh? Gamer Grind, if you're watching, I need, I need, I need more. <laughs> I don't have enough. He's having a baby, man. Hook him up. Hook him up. Mm. Nuggets would also decline. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they offered Chunk the Hut some stuff, so like, dude, we're going to give you something for free. And I said, nah, it's cool. And like, dude, that offer's still there if you ever change your mind. Just saying, like, if you're going to keep throwing money our way, then 100% that offer's still there, dude. Yes. But yeah, massive shout out to Chunk. Thank you, brother. You absolute legend. Absolute legend. Cannot appreciate it enough. All right, let us jump over to Twitch, who is live, and we can do a little bit of a raid. Oh, Geek Devotions. Are they are they live? Are they just starting? Yeah, he's going to be doing some Smash Brothers. Let's do, let's go Geek Devotions. They're not usually on at this time. Let's do it. Um, looks like they're going to be doing some Smash Brothers. Um, so we're going to head over and show some love to Geek Devotions. If anyone who's in chat can stay here and just join us in the raid. Um, if you have got... No, I cannot. That's a cheer thing. I can't share my own site. So if you guys can throw up some uh, raid and hype emotes... Um, there is a raid one. It's a general one that we chuck in along with our hype. If you've got it, if you're subbed... Um, to go ahead and throw them up when we head over there just show them some love drop them some follows and hang out in the chat if you can it would be absolutely amazing but thank you to everyone that came along today make sure you come along next week to join nitro it's going to be an art stream next week nitro yep so make sure you join him for some art stuff make sure you hit up our discord and social medias let me throw them up quickly and to drop him some ideas of what you want to see drawn of what stuff you want to see happening um, so he's got some ideas of what to do because we've got a few weeks to fill so go ahead and throw it at him let's do it alright but apart from that guys we are going to head out I'm going to head to our stream ending page and then we're going to jump over and raid um, Geek Devotions but you all have an amazing week and we'll catch you all later see everybody thanks again peace